Minnesota United was a food. What would it be? Tater tot hot dish, naturally. No, no, Juicy Lucy. Yeah. Oh, you're Lucy. right. Yeah, yeah. But from where? Oh. Um, <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. I think it really does depend on... Um, we are not like, doing this. We are not. We are not doing yeah. this. I love how this is getting recorded anyway, but oh, this, this is not our intro. Okay. Um, it really does depend on uh, how angry I am at the team. Like, if we're doing really well, then it's Matt's. If we're, like, kind of sputtering around, it's Blue Door. Um, if we are playing, like, 2017 vintage, then it's 5 The only reason you go to Blue Door is because they have the best tater tots in the Metro. Ah, uh, those tots are good. Yeah. They made up for the... Yeah. They usually okay have a good, burgers. like, peanut butter porter on tap, too. Yeah, usually. Yeah. All right. Let's actually start. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about your elephant or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Sasha. And I'm Caleb. This week... So we have to address the elephant in the room. Um, I'm not referring to you, Sasha, by the way. Just just, just making this clear, I know it, it kind of could sound like that. It, it seems like that. Attention is palpable. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't staring at him when I said it. So I wasn't addressing Sasha as the elephant in the room. But we have been challenged. We have been given a... I'm, I'm kind of frightened by this. Three by three futsal against the fifty-five-one pod, the Minnesota Football Show, and the Dave's I know. The Dolan has been thrown. Yeah, and I think I speak for all of us here, including Nachu. We haven't talked about this at all. <laughs> um, yeah, we accept. Bring it on. Bring it the fuck on. The fu- I'll run circles around all of you. That's an easy nine points right there. Like. Yeah, three yeah. wins, yeah. It's a couple yeah. hat tricks. Like Absolutely. you're gonna nut Meg West, and yeah. like gonna, it's gonna be over. Oh, yeah, it's just embarrass. Yeah, West West's height advantage. Like the fact that it's three by three futsal. There's no goalkeepers involved, so that just means that I have to actually play the field, which I'm <laughs> I mean, a little a bit forward. Yeah, like you don't I, know about your deadly head, man. Yeah, the, the meaty French forehead of. Uh, Olivier Giroud. Um, it's not quite that fantastic, unfortunately. <laughs> like, it, it that's pristine. But if I, compare, but, if I had yeah. to compare you to one player, it would be Olivier Giroud. Yeah, like, absolutely. I've seen it play. doesn't doesn't really run all over the place. Um, <laughs> you kind of wonder how he is still on the field, but then all of a sudden, Galazzo. Yeah, that's yeah. Olivier Giroud. While I am a less technically skilled, DeAndre Edlin. No man, I look at, I look at your form and I think I think uh, Aubameyang right there. Oh, Ooh, I can't. It's going to be so easy. You're going to be yeah. doing front I mean, pass I mean, after every goal and sprinting after every single ball. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Don't do the Black Panther mask. No, you should no do do the Spider Man mask, right. which it's is what okay. he did it's the first a, no, time. It's okay. I still have the receipt, so it's fine. I'll bring okay. it back. Whatever. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. So, um, just in case Wes is listening, because I'm sure he's not. Yes, <laughs> we accept. <laughs> And we are going to at least beat them. Although, Minnesota football, they've got Elisa. 
Yeah, and she's the one I'm worried about. Oh God, but everyone else I think I'm handle. frightened. I'm but frightened yeah. of Lisa. Yeah, um, Sasha, do you want in on this? <laughs> I I don't qualify. I don't think it would be fair, you know. Like, just I could I could run circles around West, and I just I want yeah. it to be a close competition. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, we're talking about possibly because let's face it, with most of these pods having like three people as the like rotators, Dave's I know only have two. Like they have Luke, it, Luke uh, Craig. Yeah, they do have Luke, so that is going to help them, but. Futsal gets really tiring really quick with how fast it goes. So I mean, I'm a runner. I'm gonna run circles around all of you. 90th minute, storing like a goal a minute. I'm a target forward. I'm just gonna make sure that I beat the offside trap. So <laughs> is there offsides in futsal? I don't know. Yeah, we should learn the we rules first. Yeah. Rules I googled call. them and I could not find anything. Um, I think it was whoever has the best uh, best shoes wins. You just have oh, to have like the best. I have great shoes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, off my net has great shoes. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, so we are in closed quarters tonight. Uh, Notch was unavailable. Thanks, Sasha, for uh, stepping in. Oh, Welcome th- to the show. Thank you. Just Thank you for having me. This is a brief uh, introduction of your soccer fandom. Yeah. I, I guess I, this is a great time to give a shout out to Peter. Peter Granlin introduced me to the MLS. Before that, I just watched EPL. He got me into the Sounders. He got me into the ECS, which is their supporter group. And that was back in 2011. And since then, I've... Uh, been an avid Seattle Seattle fan. And Peter and I would go to Minnesota games as well. And we were super excited for them to join the MLS. So now I'm kind of like switching between sides when Seattle comes to town and with the ECS. But otherwise, I'm with uh, the Dark Clouds and the Red Loons. Fair enough. Awesome. Fair enough. Fantastic. We won't we won't kick you out for being a Sounders fan. Yeah. Because Nick's here and that'd be awkward. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm, I'm toasting with the right hands of the left hand, but solidarity forever. With that, let us move into our first segment, the championship. Is it a game? Is it a league? No. It's the segment where we discuss America's top leagues, NWSL and MLS. We're starting out with NWSL this week. Utah with a 2-2 thriller against the Portland Thorns. This game was it was solid throughout, and then the last five or so minutes were just <laughs> bonkers. And kind of sloppy, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit. It's- Weird because in these games you get just moments of brilliance. For example, Christian Press's uh, evisceration of the um, defender. I I, I want to say defenestration. I don't know what her name is because she's no longer with us. Yeah, she like, has she's ceased to popped exist. out of existence. Yeah, after yeah, that nutmeg, yeah. Right? Like <laughs> it, Press basically just took a ball on the wing, nutmegged the defender off of her foot, and then nutmegged Adriana French. At her near post. Yeah. It, it, for the goal. Goal for Christian Press. Um, but uh, French got the re- redeemed herself late with the game saving save with their face. Yes. Yes. Um, it, she went full stop Sterling. Yeah. Never do full stop Sterling. Definitely don't. Uh, it was 2 2 in the 90th minute when she uh, blocked one right off of the mouth. Um, so. Go check that game out. Yeah, it the was, highlights were very entertaining. Yeah, it was if arguably you can find the replay of it somewhere. Yeah. Maybe ESPN Plus. Watch um, it. Yahoo Sports. Yahoo Sports. Still yes. with that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it wasn't the ESPN game this week. Oh. Um, it was poorly. Slightly less fantastic game. Um, Orlando with a pretty dour one nil victory over Sky Blues. That's not the story here, though. Yeah, the story um, is here 
is the Carly ki- Lloyd. Yeah, the curious still. case of Carly Lloyd. Um, Carly Lloyd is practically the only redeeming factor for Sky Blue FC. Um, she also is the only member of the U.S. Women's National Team yet to be brought back into her team. Additionally, Sky Blue's brought in a national team replacement player, which they are allowed to do when people are still called up, to take Lloyd's spot. Nobody has explained how this is possible. Nobody knows what Carly Lloyd is up to, aside from, you know, probably doing a bunch of promo work still. But... Watch yeah. that space. Yeah, this or, is really the only interesting thing going yeah, on with Sky Blue at the moment. Yeah, I, I was going to say, watch that space, but don't because it involves watching Sky Blues. Uh, Washington Spirit with a 2-1 loss at home against the Houston Dash. Jordan DiBiase opened up the scoring for Washington, but a couple of fantastic fight-back goals from Houston late on. Yeah, a fantastic <laughs> sorry, a fantastic team goal finished off by Christy Mewis. Amber Brooks for the game winning goal, but that's not the story here. The story story here is the penalty save by Campbell off of US Women's National Team darling Mallory Pugh. It was not a good penalty. Not quite firing on all cylinders. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Sasha, did he Nailed nail it? it? He, did, he definitely did. Yes. Oh, then high five me. Thank yes. you. Dude, you gotta be less of a yes man if you. No, no, no. I have, to, yeah. I have to boost his confidence before we have our futsal match. Like that's now. that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I no. mean, I'll yeah. laugh my dumb jokes. I'll be I'll be his biggest we'll fan lose. and his biggest critic if he does not get to he does not contribute to at least one hat trick in one of those matches. Jeez, oh, <laughs> a lot of pressure already. Yeah, like I I would not be. Are you our coach in the situation? Are you the coach? Are you just like? Uh, I'm th- I, think I'm the, I think I'm the super fan, but if you guys are are trailing at half, I'm, I'm throwing on a black heart jersey. And um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're gonna be wearing the black heart jerseys. Like, we gotta figure out what we're gonna wear for that game. This is these are off my conversations. Yeah, very much so. Um, the other fantastic bit of news out of this game uh, was what happened when Rose Lavelle uh, was signing some autographs near the end of the game. Um, guess who she met, you guys? Um, her doppelganger. Her clone. Kind of, actually. She met Rose Lavelle, a young girl who, yes, indeed, has the exact same name. She walked up to Rose and was like, hi, my name's also Rose Lavelle. And Rose Lavelle went nuts. Yeah, that's that's out of a horror movie. You see a small little version of yourself, you're like, hi, I'm you. And like, no, 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 no. But it was adorable, though. But did she blink when she said it? Um, I I didn't notice any abnormal lack of blinking. Okay, I'm still a little skeptical. Yeah. Skeptical. Um, they do have different middle names. Oh, okay. So, oh, thank God. Like, oh. the elder Rose Lavelle was very worried that they had the same one because that would have just been creepy. But is it uh, weird to call that Rose Lavelle the elder Rose Lavelle and she's like our age? She's, but she is yeah, Elder Roosevelt in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's Elder is com- weird. comparative in this sense. Yeah. No. yeah. Moving on. <laughs> uh, probably the game of the week was, of course, that ESPN game. Chicago Red Stars with a 2-1 victory over the North Carolina Courage. 17,388 people made it to SeatGeek Stadium for this one. You know how that compares to a Chicago Fire game? Uh 
very favorably. So more. Quite a, quite a bit more. more. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it was it, fantastic to see. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it, they they just about sold out SeatGeek. I think that seats probably about like 20,000 thereabouts. That's awesome. It, it looked as full as the tickets suggested, so good job by them. They showed off a fantastic fucking game, too. That's one of the best teams, two of the best teams in the lead going at it. I yeah. think wrestlers have fallen back a little bit, but the Courage are... Yeah, the Courage are getting roster in the lead. Getting back into form. Um, Alyssa Nair had some solid saves to start the game, but Lynn Williams ultimately opened the scoring for the Courage off of fantastic through ball from Dabinia. But then Chicago did what they do. Vanessa DiMernardo um, equalized late in the first half, and then Sam Kerr... She's she's, one of the best directors in the world. She's the best director in the world. Okay, yeah, let's go with that. Like that's fine. I'll, I, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, I, it's it's a fairly controversial thing, but not by too much. Like she, it's she a, bodied off Abby Ursek, who is one of the top defenders in the league, then was able to nutmeg Steph LeBay, who is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Like it, it was a fantastic, fantastic individual performance by her. That's it for the NWSL games. Moving on to MLS. That's a lot of midweek games, a lot of weekend games. So let's try to move as quickly as possible. That, we always sure. say that. It never happens. Yeah, uh, it first really game, doesn't. Uh, Pudge your ears notch. Atlanta 5, Houston nothing. So prior to this game, Breck Shea, it was announced that he would be getting season-ending knee surgery. Um, so at least Notch gets that. Sure, I maybe. Mean, it's a very small moral victory. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, Albert Elise got sent off right away in this game. And for dumb as shit reasons. Yeah, uh, get the ball out of play after falling a guy. Then that was a yellow. Then he like rubbed up against the ref in like a... I, not that sounds bad. Uh, um, <laughs> he I bumped mean, the ref. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bumps, or any contact yeah. like with the ref, and you're gonna get something. Yeah, like contact when you're like visibly upset with the ref for something that you did is going to get you sent off. Yeah, and that was in the fourth minute, and basically sealed the fate of Houston. You're, you're not gonna get it. Oh, three points, let alone one point, and in, in Houston, in Atlanta, just Atlanta. Um, yeah, goals galore for. Atlanta, do we really go into all of them? Um, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, but, the fourth goal was kind of ridiculous when Joseph Martinez uh, deked out a defender who promptly ran into Joe Willis. I mean, if that's a that's a good strategy, most yeah. actors should do that. Have their def- <laughs> yeah. the goalkeeper for them. Be God, perfect screens. Uh, New England with a 4-0 victory over Vancouver. New England have been... On the upswing. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Good. Arena comes in, and all of a sudden, I it, I think it's less that Bruce Arena came in and more that Brad Friedel came out. I mean, they haven't played Trinidad and Tobago yet, so we should reserve our Good judgments. point. Good point. Um, <laughs> Gustavo Bo, absolute banger to open the scoring right on the death of the first half. Scores on his debut from Tijuana. Yeah. What a strike a that shot. was. On the volley near the edge of the box. Fantastic. Uh, Newton scored three goals in the last nine minutes of the game to make this the uh, storyline so 
drastic. Yeah, uh, Fernandez, it, it was Dill, a, it, and Bunbury. It was a dominant performance that probably deserved to be a four nil. Oh, absolutely. But they had to score three in the last nine minutes. Uh, Chicago with a two two draw against. Oh, Col- no, I don't think you're saying it wrong. It's uh, Chicago Fire and Francisco Calvo. Oh, the announcer said it after the game in the highlights. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Calvo is upset at how bad his team played, which is becoming very, very standard. This one actually wasn't the worst Calvo performance, though. Like, we'll talk about no, that in a little later. bit. And the weekend but, was much yeah. worse for him. Yeah. Um, George <laughs> Mihailovic opened scoring, uh, but then Jesse Zardes had the most Zardes of goals I've seen since right in front of me where he scored it off of his face. That is right. <laughs> like, that was right best. in front of me at Allianz, and I laughed my ass off. Anyway, um, easy finish for him. Uh, CJ Sapong, who has been okay, he's not think, He's not as good as he was. We forget how old he is. He's in his mid-30s, isn't he? 33, Early 30s, 34? maybe. But Someone look that up. Yeah. I'll look that up. Yeah. I, I made the claim. I'll look that up. Um, Romario Williams' new trade arrival for Columbus. Um, <laughs> um, I was told that he's 30. I don't know. Hey, I, I was close. Uh, but Romario Williams um, just arrived via trade from Atlanta United. Um, crossed it in. Got the 90th minute equalizer. Joe Bendick was terrible in this game for the crew. And not surprisingly, uh, he got traded to Philly like right afterwards. And who was? Joe Bendick. Ow. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Toronto FC, 3-1 win over the Red Bulls. Josie Altidore, Oof. that back heel. That Oof. back heel. They just threw it, Sasha. Oh, my God. I don't know. Some people are calling it cheeky. I think it should have been goal of the week. Uh, it's something that you could only pull off if you're Josie Altidore, a player of his caliber. Um, back to the goal and just flicks it in, and it goes in magically. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, uh, was he looking at the goal? I no. think he just was like, it was a no, no I know look this back doing this. Yeah. yeah, it was oh my God. gorgeous. Uh, Kamar Lawrence then took down Richie Larea in the box. Wondered. No, According to Kamar Lawrence, he did not touch the guy, even though he went straight through him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, did, he was really upset about that call. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I, I'm dumb, and I knew that that was a penalty. Like, <laughs> you're not that dumb, shit, man. Uh, Ali Pazuela converted the penalty. Um, Tom Barlow got the scoring open for the Red Bulls, but Ashton Morgan uh, gave the insurance goal about 70 minutes in thereabouts. Pretty thorough victory for TFC. Yeah, which and going to the weekend, they had a lot of confidence. But well, we'll see what happens. Uh, FC Cincinnati won. DC United four. Question for the table. Is Cincinnati the worst team ever in MLS? Sasha, take it away. <laughs> that was perfect uh, Perfect timing. Um, Cincinnati, they might be. I can't really think of... I mean, and I, honestly, like, being an expansion team I also has, like, an effect on you, naturally. Like, Minnesota wasn't that great in our first season. We had plenty of blunders, but, like, Cincinnati... You, I'll keep going. I mean, when they I'm came here, we com- we completely dismantled them. And, and mind you, we're like we're a very good team this year, but we're not the only team to also pick them apart. They have <laughs> abominable defense. They have blunders, but they can't clear the ball after like two or three touches. And it's I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna have to do to fix it, but it's got to be something. Yeah, uh, the, their defense is on pace to break the record, yep. which was set by Orlando last year. Yes. Before that, it was set by Minnesota United. Yeah. Um, they're, 81, I think, is what they're on track for right now. Yeah, they're 73. 
Yes. They haven't stored many duels. They brought in Fernando Adi to be that duel store. He has one this year. Yeah. There is there is a brief period where NYCFC own goals were the leading scorer for FC Cincinnati. <laughs> like that's that's how dire it's been for them. I, I will say there have been some worse teams in the past. You think uh, Tampa of Tampa Bay Mutiny comes to mind. Yeah, but like one that's of the early. Yeah, like the Chivas. dying. Yeah, dying days of Chivas, dying days of the Mutiny. Like. It's been worse, but not by much. But this is the worst we've had in a while. Um, I don't think they made 10 wins like Minnesota did their first season. Um, I think they're worse significantly than the 2017 Loons. That might be bias coming through, but I don't think it is. I think that's a, a fact who they've been playing there. In this goal, uh, Rodriguez had a good goal. Um, two had a brace. Notch, that's two goals. Um, and... On his He'll first goal, sometime, by the way. on his first goal, he has he has plenty of time in the box to settle the ball and shoot. There's three defenders in front of him, but no one steps towards him. It's that happens in the game later against New England when Charles Teal had yeah. eight turns of space in yeah. the box. It's just no one takes initiative in the defense. You Again, can tell they're already phoning it in. Just remember how many defensive midfielders they have, how many center backs they have. <laughs> like <laughs> so many, it, it's it's ridiculous. It, it I I can't fathom it. Uh, Paul Ariola scored the fourth. Uh, Polly Boob Hats has some reported interest from Europe and Liga MX. Uh, no teams named. Yeah. Um, but like England, I think France was, teams in France were interested. Right. Um, he came from Club Tijuana, right? Or uh, was it? it? I believe so, yes. Yeah, to yeah, DC a while. Uh, last year, actually. Yeah. And reportedly, this is the plan for him was to didn't MLS. Did it run and then sell them for a profit. Which, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of potential sell for a profit, um, Lucho Acosta uh, has also been uh, back in the transfer rumors. Um, I believe it was Paul Tenorio over at The Athletic. or It was either him or Pablo Maurer. Uh, but one of them reported that Al-Ali of Saudi Arabia had apparently uh, lodged about a $3 million bid for hmm. him. Far less than what they could have taken from PSG. The 10 and a half? Yeah, oh. thereabouts. But we'll, we'll see who is going to still be playing for DC. Um, Waza probably needs some help, too. Uh, Portland with a 1-1 draw against Orlando. Um, I mean, Portland should have won this game. As much as it might hurt you to say that, Sasha, they should have won. Yeah. I think my bisexual helps me in that respect because you can recognize when a team is good and when a player is good. And I don't know, they had so many opportunities here and they just weren't able to find the back of the net. So, right. Yeah. Uh, it, it took a late, late one for the one that got away. Oh, so close. Yeah. But we'll always yeah. have you in our hearts, obviously. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, good equalizing flicked on header off of uh, Brian Fernandez's the, move. The Orlando goal was weird. Zarek Valentin has the ball or. Deflects the ball almost out of bounds, almost out of bounds for a throw in. Yeah. Goes to pick it up. It's not. It's not out of bounds. Not out of bounds. Around the player takes not it off, pitches it off of him, and Santi Patino starts the goal. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Portland should have won. Zarek Valentin definitely lost his team. Those two points. Yes, indeed. Um, L.A. Galaxy uh, won El Trafico, three uh, two uh, over L.A.F.C. We have to admit <laughs> this was. This was a game that was fantastic for a lot of reasons. It was terrible for an equal amount of reasons. Um, I mean, it, Zlatan contains multitudes. 
I think coming He's from a week a of talking, I mean, it, I mean, it's on his brand. It's completely talk smack about the league, about his team, other teams to claim your Ferrari amongst Fiat's. Like, okay, yeah, you've been, you've played for like the best clubs in around the world. Uh, but then, of course, he gets to back it up by getting a hat trick, and, and not just a hat trick, a perfect hat trick. Scores with his left, scores with his right, and scores on a header. Then he also breaks Mohamed El Menir's eye socket. Yeah, uh, high elbow. We should have been sent off. Should be suspended for a while or fined. If although I don't think a fine would even matter to him at this point in his career. He's made so much yeah. money. Yeah, um, like it, it. It was. But you can see pictures online. A picture of El Menir's face. There's a visible hole in his the side of his face where yeah. he was elbowed. Yeah. It like is... there's supposed to be cheekbone there and instead it's like sunken in. Yeah. Like like dude needs a sandwich. <laughs> Turns out uh dude needs surgery. Yeah, he had surgery today. It went successfully. So yeah. good for Elmanir. Hope he does a speedy recovery, but that was just yeah. the cheapest crap. Yeah. And he gets away with it because he's lot done. Yeah. Um apparently the uh disco committee is looking at him. We'll see if they make him dance at all. Um, <laughs> Carlos Vela also had two goals in this one, uh, one off of a penalty. But it, you do have to say at least that Zlatan has LAFC's number, and it's no, and kind of, at, at this point in LAFC's dominance in MLS, that's kind of the one thing that is standing in their way of just being a all-encompassing force that torches down the league. Yeah, right. I mean, you saw they uh, they marked up high on um, Atuesta is their yeah. middle for them, and basically challenged Mark Anthony K to be the distributor, and he couldn't do it. Right. Um, they even though Vela had two goals, he was mostly man marked the entire game, and yeah. Rossi had a lot of load, and he couldn't do it. Right. So they took two key players out of out of their rhythm and made other t- players try to step up or and they didn't. Uh, once KO was taken out and Lee Wynn was put in, LC done a lot better. Yeah. Because he could distribute the ball more. Uh Bob Bradley thinks that the tactics all wrong in this one and Stiletto got it completely right. Yeah. Started wrong, had to make his way back. Columbus with a T one victory over Montreal as the weekend game started. Um a different Williams opened the scoring the sixth as uh Josh Williams uh got up on a header for Columbus. Um Zaka Diallo unmarked in the box for a uh, Montreal equalizer in first half stoppage time. But then about 45 seconds in, David Akam scores, but it takes a minute and a half for VAR to confirm that he was, in fact, onside because he was running back and forth around the offside trap. Columbus all of a sudden with four points... When they hadn't won, I believe in was like it? sixteen games before that. Damn, like that's bad. Either things are going well, or uh, Montreal and Chicago were their opponents. <laughs> I, I don't think Montreal's a bad team. I think they're a very, very average team in MLS. And I think Montreal is just about as inconsistent as any team gets. Like okay. some of the teams are just consistently bad this year. Montreal, it's just so up and down for them that they can't get any but, sort of rhythm. Nacho Piatti being out definitely doesn't help matters either. No, and I mean Columbus still isn't isn't gonna make the playoffs. They're still, yeah, well, not well, that great. Ask yourself this: 
if you had to just rank the the Canada teams, like where would you put Montreal? Because I put them dead last. Oh, oh no no above uh, under Vancouver. Yeah, like Vancouver. Like I mean, Ooh. I come from a Cascadia. Oh. Like, the hottest like, of like, from the cold north yeah, for Sasha. Yeah, wow. I mean, like watching Cascadia over the years, like Van- and Vancouver can be a middle of the pack team, <laughs> and they can show up like Montreal Impact. Like 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 uh, Caleb said, they're inconsistent. Yeah, I mean. Maybe not I think this, it's, this year. I'm, but yeah. Like, I mean, to it, be fair, all the Canadian teams have been pretty blunt this year. So Yeah, like it, Toronto's been up and down. Montreal has been up and down. Vancouver, I think, has just been down. I put Toronto, Montreal, and then Vancouver way down below those two teams. Just how they are this season. Yeah. yeah. I, historically, I'd put Montreal probably last. But yeah. that's me. Except for the drop down days. Ayo. Ayo. Um, with that, I'm going to take a quick break here. And we'll be back with some more MLS action, including our Minnesota Loons. And welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Let's get back into the championship. Let but the championship is a game. You're slipping, Best in the Nick. Business. Best slipping. A little bit late, though. A little bit late. Uh, Philadelphia with a 2-0 victory at home over the Chicago Fire. Uh, we teased this earlier that Francisco Calvo had some fantastically bad performances in a game this week. Here it is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, basically, second goal um, for Philadelphia. Philadelphia was... Wasn't the better team, but they took their chances. Shadow didn't. It's all I really know about the game, but really, yeah. we should know is Calvo. Um, in one play that led the goal, called for an offsides, stood still, shuffled in place a little bit, stood still again, and then conceded. Yeah. Like his mark had 12 yards of space in the box. You yeah. know how I know this? Because his mark stood at the top of the six yard box to score. While Francisco Calvo was standing at the top of the 18. Yeah. Like, he was standing on that line. How in the fuck is this guy still? I don't know. He's not our problem anymore. I know. But great. how disappointed he must be in his team as he's walking back towards the net. As the play's happening in front of him and he's just slumping over there. Maybe he just loves soccer so much he just likes to watch it. Right? Yeah. Like, there's always a yeah. thing, like, when we were, when I was playing basketball when I was really young, like, not really young, but like sixth or seventh grade. When people would inbounds the ball, he'd be like, "Our coach would like, go, 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 get on the court." Because like, you inbounds the ball, you start watching like what they're doing, and I'd be yelled at get on the court. Because that that Calvo did that. He, like he just throw the ball in or pass the ball in, and we play basketball or soccer. Yeah. And it's like, it's All like right, I'm gonna watch what they're doing now. Yeah, no, like, you're you're part of the game. Play. Yeah, like. If he wants to be a spectator, he he should buy a ticket. Um, Toronto <laughs> FC. We mentioned inconsistency among the Canadian teams. Three um, one loss against Houston at home, <laughs> and this was this was so great to watch happen. <laughs> I was I was skeptical that Houston would be able to to win it, and somehow right in the fourth minute they open it up and. From there, they just take off. It was the Houston. They were almost the Houston that we saw at the start of the season that I thought was the second strongest team in the West. Sadly, towards the end of the game, uh, the weakness in their defense started to show, and they gave one up. But still, yeah, yeah uh, Josie I mean, off the door scored. He always scores. Yeah, um, um, but terrible defending from Toronto. But uh, Greg Vandy 
has the best one on it. So let's let him, t- him take it away. I don't even know how to explain Mara Minotas' third goal. It's one guy against five. And for us to not be able to in that play, and there are multiple ways to end that play, you can win the ball or you can even commit to a foul and end the play. But for him to get through five of our guys and get in on goal is just completely inexcusable. It was Keystone Cops defending. Man, I mean, you must be thinking right now, if you're listening to this, that Greg Vanny was in my townhome recording that for us. But no, that was Colin. <laughs> Great Vanny impersonation. That was fantastic. Yeah, like, that is my best impersonation. <laughs> I'm just, just throwing this out there. Um, another interesting bit of news for the Dynamo. Um, they have <laughs> a new part owner, uh, one James Harden. Yeah, he bought 5% of the state in Houston Dynamo and increased their beard by 95%. They actually came out and their take on the face app nonsense was to actually go through their entire lineup page on their website and stick a hardened beard on That's every awesome. single player. And it was so great. That is awesome. It was so much better than a uh, certain Minnesota United opponent's move. I don't even know what they did. Um, we'll talk about it. SJC lost to FC Dallas 2-0 uh, at home in front of the Blue Hell. Baji, baji, baji. Oi, oi, oi. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, he scored on just a terrible Seth Sinovic back pass. Just brutal from him. Jesus Ferreira also scored off of another bad turnover near the yeah. SKC goal. And Kansas City didn't play, didn't play bad in the stands. Those two mistakes led to Dallas goals. And you can't let that happen when, you're, when your team's in a front like that. Those two things are backbreaking. Yeah, and it it definitely does seem like those mistakes have been a lot more commonplace for SKC. Some of it, I would argue, is because you don't have Ike Opara back there. Yeah, deciding not to pay Ike Opara turned out to be a pretty bad decision. Yeah, but you have have Zussi. You have a veteran, and yet he seems to... You have Matt Beasler, too. Yeah, exactly. Who'd they keep instead of of, uh, Opara? Um, Fontes? Andrea Fontes, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that, that that was is, uh yeah. Does not age as well. Yeah. That, that's that uh, age as well as Revenge of the Nerds. That's a yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Poorly. Side Just note, so poorly. Yeah. Like sad note. Don't watch it. it no. you'll, be, you'll be sad. <laughs> not not anymore. <laughs> um but it real talk, Andrea Fontes is the uh, anchoring center back on my Whoa. MLS overpaid eleven. Because he yeah. makes a million dollars a year to do exactly that for SKC. Um, Colorado with, shockingly enough, a 2-1 loss against NYCFC at home. Sebastian Anderson, 16 years old, scored his first MLS goal and then probably got sent off 30 minutes later. He was an assist away from the Doherty Howe hat trick. Uh, that so would have been... I mean, kudos to you, man. Like, a Gordie Howe brace is pretty fantastic. Yeah. And he got the important parts of it, too. Yeah. Um, it, that was just a terrible tackle, but it, it was a solid goal for the kid. Yeah. And the future is bright in Colorado. They have a lot of youngsters. Uh, him, yeah. uh, Jonathan Lewis, uh, Shinichiti, uh, Cole Bassett. Cole Bassett. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're starting to do a youth movement. You also saw that uh, evidence when Clint Irwin came on for Tim Howard at halftime for no apparent reason. Yeah, seriously, no like, one knows why yeah, or what happened. All was, of a sudden, we're watching, doing okay. watching highlights, and there's a shot on goal, and Tim Howard like, started marching up the field yelling at Cole Bassett, and then that's how it 
Was Clint Irwin in Dolph Ride? Right? What what the, the fuck just happened? Did Cole Bassett kill Tim Howard? <laughs> I mean, oh maybe. 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 It should, it should happen. I'm not saying yeah. it did, didn't yeah. happen, but I'm not saying it did either. Yeah. Uh, the goals for NYC, Hebert, um equalizing in the first half. Uh, Mitritza scoring the winner, and it, it was a pretty nice one. Uh, kind of expected when they were 11 v 10. Yeah. But credit to Colorado for keeping them out for as long as they did. Now it's time for us to go into our sub-segment, Don't Look Back in Anger. But don't look back in anger, I heard you say. Yes, that's right. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward. Good God, only <laughs> forward. Please, please. Another one of those busy weeks, the end of a seven games in 22 days stretch, included a tepid at best Friendly against Aston Villa, where the Loons lost three nil. Sasha, did you even go to this game? No, I was I was downtown. I saw all these Aston Villa fans and like all around Brits Pub and like Aston Villa flags everywhere. And I was like, really, Aston Villa? Aston Villa <laughs> is a surprisingly well supported club. Um, not necessarily in the states, but I think this also might have been one of their first tours to the United States in some time. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like. Um, I left at halftime. I I wasn't feeling well. It was hot as balls out there, and Jack Grealish scored during the first half when I was uh, standing in the Wonderwall. Um, that made me very upset as an he's Irish fine. American. He's a nice lad. No, he he's a terrible human being who betrayed his country of origin in favor of never getting called up ever by the English national team. Isn't that punishment enough? I mean, I think playing sure. for the English national team is punishment enough. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Although you you clearly do not watch the Republic. Unfortunately, we're, oh, I, we're it's on brutally list. bad. It's on our list. Yeah. Um, um, but, but Aston Villa with uh, two late goals in the second half as well. Not really anything yeah, to take there. out of this game. I was at a comedy show. Having a great time. Yeah. You were like actually really close by, wasn't it? At the turf club? No, that was on Thursday. I was at a Cedar Riverside. Yes, that's right. Center. Caleb went to comedy shows twice. Wednesday night and Thursday night. It was a great birth week. In two days. Good job by you. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, I you. think I shouted that out during the live video, but just in case. Oh, I, t- I totally watched that. I got you. <laughs> yes, of I course. got you this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really <laughs> great. Gift presentation for a uh, audio medium, <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> it's home, it's the sil- I like the ambiguity. It's the sil- nobody gets to know. I'm not. I'm not going to say it. it's the silicone cheers, bitches mug that my wife died on a bachelorette party at a bachelorette party last week. So I don't know if you want to be touching that now. Okay. Uh. Um, <laughs> so the other matchup <laughs> this weekend was uh, Minnesota United going on the road against Real Salt Lake. Also a tepid game, uh, particularly in the first half. Ended up one one. Yeah. First half was oh, nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah, there there was a a good shot from Jan Gregus that went kind of wide. That, that was, was feeling it. That yeah, night. he was on one. Yeah, as, the, as the kids say, that was interesting. Like, because he's testing Ramondo, who could be considered one of the best keepers in MLS history, and he's just taking shots at him from like way out. I mean, it, a thirty nine year old Ramondo yeah. who was not any taller. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> If if he was really scouting Nick Ramondo, he probably would have tried the like upper corner yeah. rather than the uh, laser low. Yeah, laser low shots. Um, well, but he did try it later. Yeah. Um, Eventually, he got there. Uh, Darren <laughs> Quintero 
unmarked on the far post for a header. Yeah, and he scored what? it. What? Yeah, that was terrible defending by RSL. Such like, bad defending by RSL. I mean, he's so little, he just had like, yeah. watch like walk through. They didn't look at him. Yeah. They didn't see him. They were like... Downey Toya steps back for an offside trap, um, not realizing that um, Silva was also... With Everton. St- or Everton Silva. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah just... Uh, not not that great from him. Um, Silva, however, did ultimately uh, equalize it equally unmarked on yeah, um, a uh, kind of the scrum after a set piece. Yeah, the scrum after a set piece. Ball does out wide again. Um, defenders kind of go with the attacking line. Silva stays back. No one stays with him. Ball finds him and he yeah. scores pretty easily. Yeah. Peter probably could have done better, but I'm not yeah. putting too much blame on his shoulders. Yeah. He had some good saves in that yeah. game. Yep. Um, the other talking point from this game, aside from <laughs> young Gregus, then having a shot off the far post that bounced back and hit Nick Romando in the knee as if he did not realize that the ball would still be in play. And that's <laughs> like, what makes makes this game really bittersweet, because if you watch it from behind the net, like Romando moves towards it, then he gives up. It's like he thinks it's in and it bounces back and he like barely has time to react and realizes the ball is still in play. And and I watched that game like despite what the possession stats say, like that could have been three points for us, and it's bittersweet that was only one on the road. I mean, the more and more I think about it, there were chances missed that could have made it three points. It would have been three points stolen had Minnesota won. But it, I think it was definitely a game that you saw some good signs. Hassani Dotson stepping in for the injured Ozzy Alonso. That was a hell of a performance in his actual natural position. He's supposed to be the holding midfielder of the future for this team. You saw some of that on display. Yeah, he definitely looked the part. Um, was very good in one-on-ones defending. And let's be honest, Rio Tinto is a hard place to play Yeah, for any team. It's at elevation. It was, I believe, 90 degrees at kickoff. Difficult conditions, which is part of why RSL had gone, I think, 7-2-0 and in all of their games. Like, you know, it's the first draw that they've given up at home this year. Getting a point off of them is a achievement. Yeah, and um, this is a good, it's a good result for Minnesota. And moving on to the next game, um, the next Vancouver this Saturday, they have a full week off, yeah. the first full week off and. 22 days. Yeah. And that's huge because they looked pretty leggy by the end of that last game. Yes, indeed. Um, RSL, for their part, also looked pretty leggy. Apparently, Mike Pecky uh, did not use that week off that they had to rest anybody. Instead, he was having them do even longer of full practices in 100-degree weather. Because Doesn't Mike freaking Petkey. Um, Since we last recorded, we have not won. But two new Loons signings. First one, Robin Lude. We teased this one. Oh, at behave. The... Sorry. I know, I know. Um, we we flashed a little bit of info uh, about this one uh, at the very end of the last podcast. Um, we expected that to drop like right after we would publish the show. Turns out they waited a whole fucking week. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I wasted an entire afternoon where I should have been productive at work doing a scouting report. Um, 26-year-old Finland international left winger. 
Um, has versatility to play in all three of the attacking line spots. Probably isn't a striker. Definitely better centrally, kind of cutting in on both wings. Thoughts about what you've seen from his video? Because I'm sure that each of you um, have dived into uh, YouTube for him. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't we absolutely have totally? Um, I know the Finnish league is the only league I watch apart from the MLS. I mean, you'd be fucked then because he hasn't played there for like six years. <laughs> yeah, um, looking at his stats, I just I haven't watched a lot of video on him. Um, looking at his stats online, though, didn't really touch on with Sporting Gijon in the Southern Division in Spain. Did pretty well at her Pathanatos? Yeah, Panathinaikos. Panathinaikos. Yeah. Um, in the Greek League. Yeah, it was uh, part of their Europa League campaigns a couple of times. He's definitely got the experience in upper-level competition. Uh, he has been a standout for Finland, who are an emerging national yeah. team. And uh, rumor has it that Rasmus Schuller kind of helped him make the decision to come over to Minnesota. Which is weird, given the fact that Rasmus Schuller also said that his time is probably up in Minnesota. I mean, he's being realistic, I think. Yeah, his military service coming up, his country's up at the end of the year, and he's 28 and hasn't played a lot this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking <coughs> of also kind of getting up there in age, uh, the signing that was announced today, Wilfred Moimbe, um, a 30-year-old French left back, um, signed on a free transfer after the end of his deal with Ligue 2 side A.S. Nancy. Yeah, uh, played for other teams in the top division of Nantes and uh, was it Reims? No. Um, he was on loan at Rem. No, uh, was it Bordeaux? Or, he came through the Bordeaux okay. Academy, went on loan when Reims was in the second division, was also on loan at Ajaccio, um, then really stood out for um, Stade Brestois. So... Yeah, and this is a short-term deal, as we've heard. Yes. Um, kind of a stopgap between yeah. either getting a, a true left back in the off season, or just seeing how Jasper um, pans out. Yeah, the rest of the season. Um, Pacey, he scored the lead to goal of the year last year, and yeah. go watch that Thunder one. That's a bastard. If you can do oh that once, God. I'll love him forever. Yeah. Um. um yeah. I, it's. I wouldn't get too high in the signing right now. Yeah. The way Chase has been playing, I see it more as a depth signing. Um, just in case Chase gets injured because he has been injured for the most first part of the year. And yes, so I'd have yeah. someone as a backup. Yeah. It's good to have. Go check out E. Pluribus <laughs> Ludum's article scouting Moimbe out. Um, oh, who wrote that? I, um, some guy. It was Colin. Don't fool you. Fine, it was, it was me. Um, I will say this. I, I'm a little bit higher on the signing in the sense that he seems like a much riskier version of Ramon Mentnir. The comparisons between the two are staggering in the way that they play. The question marks as to whether or not it'll translate are equally staggering. So very fun. With that, let us move back into the championship. But the championship is a game. Best in the biz of uh, Vancouver. He's on top of it one. now. San Jose 3, Adana and Henry scored early for the Whitecaps, but goals from Vaco, uh, Wondolowski, and Erickson sealed the deal for San Jose. The Wondolowski goal was weird. Very weird. Um, Vaco had a shot that um, kind of bounced around, sort of chipped. It hit the post, came off the back of Crepeau, who had dove to 
try and save the shot. Ball bounces up. Jackson so, Yule crashes the box but has, and then misses has the ball his, completely. Yeah. Then has that <laughs> run cleared off the line directly to Wando's path and he scores. Who, unlike in Brazil, put it away. Yes, indeed. Never forget. Yeah. Um, Atlanta with a uh, sorry notch. Um, Joseph Martinez missed the penalty. Okay, can stop listening. Yeah. He's probably gone now. Uh, Atlanta one, uh, two, DC, nothing. Yeah. Uh, PT Martinez scored the opener late in that game. Joseph Martinez uh, getting help from Pitsy for the second one. Um, no Wayne Rooney in this game. This seemed kind of like a, he's sort of kind of not really, but a little bit injured sort of situation for him. Um, the official word was some sort of groin knock. Oof. Yeah. That so, sucks. yeah. Um, but it, it, DC needs to figure out who is going to help Wayne Rooney, especially mm. if Lucho Acosta or, and or Paul Areola get moved. Yeah. Uh, FC Cincinnati, nil, New England, two, Carlos Hill. Um, kind of a similar situation to Lucas Rodriguez and DC Damon and Cincinnati earlier. Finds a space in the box. No one crashes on him and he, Easily scores the first goal of the game. Yep. Uh, Antonio Delema De Milnar gets the second off of a header in equally the bad. Yeah, equally yeah. bad defending from Cincy. <coughs> uh, Matt Turner kept the clean sheet. Uh, some good saves in the second half. Um, Orlando will move on. One um, nil defeat at home against the New York Rebels. Brian White, great goal with a back shoulder run. Somehow Orlando hit the post about. 17,000 times in that second half. That is not exaggerating. That's not a hyperbole. They was literally 17,000 times. Yeah, we, first. we counted. It, it was like one of them was just standing like right in front of the post and just like bouncing the ball back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He, like, wanted, he wanted the record. Yeah. Like, I was often us to break that record, but we'll get there later. <laughs> um, and then Sasha, I'm sorry, man. Nick. Nick. Still sorry, I guess. Yeah. <coughs> Seattle two one defeat at home against the Portland Timbers. Uh, Raúl Rui Diaz got a chance early, doesn't quite put it away. Brian Fernandez scores for Portland in the twentieth, uh, rebounds it off the crossbar. Fantastic signing for Portland. Unfortunately for Sasha, um, Rui Diaz another miss from four yards out, but finally <laughs> did get one. Um, in the second half, beat his man and the keeper just slide it in. And a minute later, Brian Fernandez scores a second one. Thoughts? <laughs> this game, this was a game that Seattle should have won. They had more time to rest than Portland. It, Portland was coming into CenturyLink, and for some reason, they just they had Seattle's number. And it was a, it was a game that seemed pretty close. Like Seattle had a lot of shots from within twelve yards. They had thirty five crosses which is too many, and Portland just was the better team on that day. And curse you, Giovanni, like he he knows how to figure out Seattle when Seattle is strong. And I don't think this is an indicator that Seattle is on a downswing. I definitely think it's indicated that Portland is on the upswing, though, and they're going to make it make a run for a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, especially given the amount of home games they have in this final stretch, like it does seem like Portland is going to make that step. Um, 
there's going to be some recriminations from the uh, discipline committee on this one as well. Um, Fernandez, his <coughs> foul on Kim Kihi mm. could have been read probably. It was a bad, I said that's a right. It was a bad sort of tackle from behind. Yeah, um, it should have been read. Caught him in front yeah. and also dragged his foot behind him and tripped yeah. him up. Yeah. Uh, Roman Torres and Brian Fernandez are probably suspended or fined for various actions for in this game. Actions after the whistle, which is never yes. good. Yeah, yeah. So um, watch that space. Um, speaking of watching the space, um, expansion updates in MLS. I think that's our uh, that's our subsegment. Watch the space. I don't know what the sound to you is, but yeah, we, we had one fun. once upon a time, but but the championship uh, is a game. Uh, that, that'd be Nick, a stop gap for now. Yeah, I guess, Nick. sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that one um, <laughs> with the all-star game next Wednesday. Um, expect various meetings to be taking place. St. Louis apparently had a, a strong presentation, probably in the driver's seats. Um, Charlotte also um, had an update that included getting a Jersey sponsor for their team that doesn't exist yet. Cool. Yeah. So that <laughs> happened. Uh, let's move into a quick rundown in our segment, Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on the YouTube. Let's put on those sound-canceling headphones. Let's study the latest from the U.S. lower leagues. Big news from The Athletic. Not at all surprising that the USL... Might drop the MLS two teams to USL League One by 2021. Uh, independent teams are in lead official C strategy to play a ton of academy kids as antithetical to a strong side in division, and I can't blame them at all. Yeah, I mean, you see the performance of a lot of these MLS two teams. Red Bulls, too, they tend to do very well. The rest of them, it's a lot of kids that probably should be playing at a lower level. Yeah. The problems are twofold. First off, turning USL League One into basically what the old MLS Reserve League was, that's probably also not a great idea. Um, You also have a lot of MLS clubs that have made significant investments. RSL, they built out um, Zion Bank Stadium um, to make sure that they stood up to all of the requirements of uh, USSF Div 2. A lot of these teams, they kind of feel like they propped up USL when it was really competitive as to whether or not it was going to be USL or NASL that ended up being the viable second division. For these teams to suddenly get told, you have to go back, if they're planning on having all of these kids be really influential but they need the experience against seasoned professionals that's probably not going to help no and honestly i can't blame usl for wanting a better competition in their in their quote-unquote top lead yeah and i also can't blame mls clubs for wanting to have their players play at a top lead but also you could load them out to independent clubs like uh minnesota did with colin martin to Hartford earlier this exactly, year. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's there's plenty of solutions. Um, do you want to make a quick rundown <laughs> of the NPSL Midwest region? Um, because that was also part of the reason that we uh, missed last weekend. Uh, Minneapolis City ended up making the region semifinals. They beat Med City two one in kind of a, a strange game. Uh, a couple of quick goals for City in the second half. 
Um, Rochester, New York, um, their Lancers beat AFC Ann Arbor on PKs in a game that was much more crazy. It was stopped in the 69th minute. Nice. Due to darkness because they didn't have lights at the field. And disputedly, Rochester refused to go to a different facility that was indoors and was lit and was ready to go. Instead, they went home. They ended up playing the rest of the game two days later, somewhere in between Rochester, New York, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. At a neutral so site. So, Ontario? Like, where, where? Like, I, I, I honestly, I think it was on a barge somewhere. <laughs> anyway, um, the Lancers ended up advancing to play Cleveland SC to a 6-4 defeat. Cleveland SC moved on 6-4 in extra time. Completely batshit game. Also had a weather delay. Uh Go watch the stream of that on Detroit City FC's YouTube page. It is fantastic. Um, maybe don't watch the uh, game against Minneapolis City between uh, them and Detroit. Detroit had a very easy time of beating the Crows 2-0. Uh, Minneapolis City only had 13 players for this game. Uh, didn't two of their players like have their flights canceled? Yes, they did. And one of the players, like, just their goalkeeper, Matt Elder, just couldn't make it? Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, so that happened. Um, Cleveland ended up advancing on penalties after a 2-2 comeback victory against Detroit. Um, They advanced 3-2 on penalties when uh, the region Golden Boot winner Sean Lawson skied the equalizing pen for the home Detroit City. So Cleveland SC advances to the NPSL national title game. Um, not much news out of the U.S. national team and England, um, but we do want to definitely mention uh, Jurgen Klopp giving a hug to a Liverpool FC fan journalist, are we going to call it? It's He's not a journalist. He shouldn't. That's yeah. not a journalist thing to do. Yeah, but at the and same as, time. As someone who doesn't consider himself a journalist, I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. Not in the press box, but yeah, like, like, like down the side. Yeah, like, hey bud. If I just if I stumbled into an interview with Jurgen Klopp, I would ask him for a hug. Yeah, he seems like he gives really good hugs. Yeah, and apparently the dude looked a lot like Jurgen Klopp to the point that Jurgen said, "You're <laughs> my fucking doppelganger." Never change, Never change Jurgen. Jurgen Klopp, but maybe change that journalist guy or whatever. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Um, we do want to mention a couple of quick transfer notes throughout the world of soccer. Uh, the big one, Antoine Griezmann moving to Barcelona for 120 million euro. And Atletico is trying to get even more money because tampering, we think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. it's a strange situation where Atletico basically says that they signed Griezmann a lot earlier because of how much tampering was going on. Uh, Matias Delict, um, he goes from Ajax to Juve for about 75 million euro. And they also saw Spurs fullback Kieran Trippier signed with Atletico Madrid. Not too many players make the England to Spain jump. Or the England to anywhere, really. Exactly, yeah. So It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, finally, last little bit of news 
Algeria with a pretty dour 1-0 win over Senegal. They win the Africa Cup of Nations. Good, good for them. Good for them, I guess. Yeah. Um, for the one that Senegal to win. I heard that was like a really team, tame final, though. It, oh, it really was. was. Like, there's a reason that we didn't watch the highlights, because we wanted to start Fair on me. an upbeat note. We didn't want to fall asleep, so... Yeah. Um, are we doing any confessions this week, Colin? I think we do. Oh, oh no. What is this segment we call confessions where Colin confesses all he knows and you, you should forget. So amidst the fervor of the International Champions Cup, Arsenal's Laurent Koscielny is not with the team. That is right. Um, Koscielny decided that he wanted to stay back, uh, refused to make the preseason trip with the rest of his teammates, uh, much to the dismay of his team. Reportedly, this is because he wants to force a free transfer move back to France. Um, there's some talk that uh, Stade Rennes, as well as Bordeaux, are interested in signing him so long as they don't have to pay for him. Um, however, I've got some additional info as to why he needed to stay back. I hate to say this about Lauren Koscielny, but he has fallen... Sh- victim to one of the worst conspiracies that's right he was afraid of coming to the united states because as a flat earther he believed that in flying across the atlantic that he would actually fly into the ceiling of the soundstage that surrounds planet earth (laughs) i wish i was kidding about this wait he's actually a flat earther Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, good job. I, I thought know. you were joking. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought you were joking. Like, this, I okay, just, I am joking. Oh, but, oh, wow. You had me. Yeah. Like, you know that I'm supposed to like remain committed to these bits as we go along, you right? You have waited until... I, I should have waited. Yeah, I really waited. should have. Like, Oh, well. I, I'm not going to besmirch our disgraced captain by calling him a flat earther. Like, dude's, dude's solid enough. I, I don't need to... I mean, there's a team Dump for him, him if he more. is. Yes. Isn't Spain third division? Uh, Spanish third division, Flat Earth FC. I've not purchased one of their scarves <laughs> yet, but I plan to. So uh, you can burn it? or uh, No, <laughs> so I can frame it with pride. It's really weird. They, when they play soccer, the ball's flat, too. So they just can't yeah. do anything. They have the most clean sheets. In the, it's actually a disc, and they play ultimate. Is what you're <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, ultimate with soccer goals would actually be really fun. Yeah. Like you could probably we should play that instead of football. Oh, oh my god, please! Thing. But I mean, the everyone god, would yeah. just uh, yeah, it would, it would be horrible for everyone. Yeah. Well, with all of that, uh, let us bring this to a close. Um, let's talk about where we can find you on Twitter, Sasha. Uh, I am at Pickup Line, and yeah, I don't know what else to say. That follow me if you want to see a lot of nerdy stuff. Uh, a lot of uh, crazy fan support for Seattle and Minnesota. And D and D, right? Oh, uh, naturally D and D. Yes. yes. Which is why you didn't watch the Seattle Portland game. Yes, live. I actually had a role play, yeah, a role playing session that night. Um 
So you can see where my I, heart lies. I mean, in the end, they made the right choice. Yeah. Um, this is another also shout out to Peter Granlund, who also was my first DM in Fargo, North nice. Dakota. So that's nice, nice. I'm at Tay Olson seven one six. The complete darkness is out now. You can buy it. Violinpress.com. Do that. Uh, you can find me at the attachment. Uh, you can find a bunch of my writing over at E Pluribus Lunum. I have been super busy with scouting reports and Minneapolis City match reports uh we call it soccer is produced by nick rodriguez his views on soccer and just soccer can be found at nick rodriguez on twitter thanks to tectonics for the use of their song lustless we do not shout them out enough go check them out on bandcamp and soundcloud notch theoretically will be back at some point hopefully he can steer us in better directions next week in the meantime tell your friends to listen we call it soccer subscribe to our pod on fine podcast providers everywhere with that we bid you adieu for another seven days see you next week 